Hello, this is your host, Tim Alanius. In this episode, I am passing the mic off to Landon DePasquale, WordPress expert, scrum master, and today's guest host for Lessons for Tomorrow podcast. Landon started working on WordPress sites back in 2005, and since he joined AmericanEagle.com back in 2019, he has evolved his primary focus on the enterprise level for WordPress implementations. With that being said, here is Landon. Welcome back to the Lessons for Tomorrow podcast, the motivational poster in your ear. I am your guest host, Landon DePasquale, web strategist here at AmericanEagle.com. In this episode, we're going to be diving into how WordPress fits into your enterprise tech stack. To discuss this, I'm joined by Tom Still, Enterprise WordPress Business Development Director in EMEA. Tom has been working with WordPress for over 10 years, and he's seen the journey of WordPress from its very beginnings to the modern WordPress we see today. So thanks for coming in, Tom. I know you flew quite a long way to be here in studio just for this podcast. We appreciate you being here. Thank you. Yeah, I flew in uh, all the way from London last week. Appreciate that. And just to clarify, was that London, UK or London, Ohio? London, where, where do you think London? It's up in the air for me right now. Maybe by the end of the podcast, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll get to that then. <laughs> so to start us off, it seems to me, as someone who's also been doing WordPress for quite a while, yeah. that we've gone through something of a change, a metamorphosis in WordPress, right? We've gone from a more traditional way of doing WordPress to a little bit more of a modern way. Can you tell us a little bit about that transition? Yeah, I think you could even break that apart a little bit further. You know, you've talked about traditional WordPress. You know, looking back at it, it's a it's a blogging platform. That's where it started. And then people started to use it for their whole sites. And so you've gone from blogs to using it as a CMS, essentially. Yeah. And and in a traditional sense, it was, you know, that was your website. WordPress was at the very heart of it. It controlled everything. You did everything through it. Yeah. And speaking about where we've come from, we've also seen WordPress evolve into an e-commerce platform, right? And, yeah, and yeah, a method for managing just about any sort of modern digital platform you can. I mean, that's it. There's plugins and extensions for WordPress that can cater for, you know, all manner of different business needs. So you've mentioned e-commerce there with WooCommerce. Um, so you can build up an entire shop with WordPress and, and WooCommerce. And there's lots of other plugins. You can do lots of different things. You name it, you can do it. But the, the central point there is that it all comes back to WordPress. You're all still doing everything within WordPress. And that was that very traditional way of doing not just WordPress, but I think digital platforms in general, right? <clears throat> the idea was that you had a central piece of software, right? A, yeah. a monolithic piece of software, and that was it. That was your website. That was your digital platform. That's whatever you had. Yeah, I mean, we're not talking. I mean, you could you could apply most of what we've just said to a another CMS. You know? But what we've seen is a change in the last few years, and especially we've seen a change around WordPress. Tell me a little bit about what modern WordPress looks like. So, yeah, we, we've spoken about this a lot before. Modern WordPress... We've moved from this kind of like WordPress is the website, it's doing everything to WordPress can be one piece of your stack. It can be one piece of the website. It might be the content management piece for, I don't know, it could be going back to its roots and doing the blog or a content hub. It could be powering, you know, anything else. It could sit amongst other CMSs. It could sit amongst other technologies that you've got there. It's, uh, it's, it doesn't have to be that central piece. It can slot into that enterprise stack. And one of the things we've noticed is with enterprise clients, they found some really unique ways to use WordPress. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it can apply almost anywhere amongst that amongst the website. So you could be using it as, 
you know, just as a blog or something like that. You could be looking at it from an enriching content that's coming from different sources, maybe your CRM or a PIM or something, you know, connected and, and you're using WordPress to enrich that content. So there's a whole host of, you know, weird and wonderful implementations of WordPress. But it all goes back to, you know, why why use WordPress? What is it good for? What what's the value you're getting from it? Yeah, and I think as we were we were talking about this right before the yeah. podcast, as we were trying to kick up, okay, what are we gonna hit here? I think one of the things that we kind of came to was WordPress has some really strong points when it comes to the enterprise world, right? And I think the the one that always stands out to me, um, it's one I might have mentioned before once <laughs> or twice on these podcasts, is that WordPress has a best-in-class content management system, right? The, the Gutenberg content editor is the best content management system on the web today. There isn't anything better. Is that a statement or a question? Or? I, I mean, it, it's a statement I make in literally every podcast <laughs> that I've been on here. So I feel like I have to work it in some way because... It's true. I mean, and the reality is, is that we're seeing this on interactions with enterprise clients where they come to WordPress for the content management. And we've seen that Gutenberg is growing beyond WordPress. Yeah, I mean, I think that's where you're seeing WordPress getting back to doing what it's really good at, which is creating, managing, updating, enriching your content. It's about the content and less about less about having to be about the whole site. It's so you can focus on that content piece, as you've said, and maybe, yeah, maybe Gutenberg does transcend WordPress at some point in the enterprise space. I mean, we're seeing it already with Gutenberg being used in Drupal, right? And yeah, I believe so. It's not hard to see a, a future state where Gutenberg is being used in, in other content management systems, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I know you've, you've had a chat with uh, Sean Blakely around block patterns and blocks within, within Gutenberg, and you can quickly see how you know, if you've got a, a content editing thing that is not specific to WordPress, if it could transcend WordPress, if it could sit in your enterprise stack in, you know, in different CMSs or in different pieces, but you've got this common way of not just presenting content, but also creating it. If that's a familiar experience across your stack, that's cool. Yeah. And that's, that's a real benefit for enterprise organizations where you oftentimes have a whole team of people working on content. And so having a consistent experience across your entire stack, whether you're on WordPress or not, would be a huge benefit. It, it's not so much about tech challenges. It's what you've just described, having a central common, you know, way of creating and editing and managing content across your enterprise stack. You know, there's there's huge benefits to that, not just with regards to, as I say, tech, but more about the people actually using it. There's training efficiencies yeah. in there. Like people know how to do this stuff. It's an operational fix. In exactly. Some ways. Yeah. It's an opera. It's a human focused thing yeah. rather than just being a tech thing. That's something I want to kind of weave throughout this discussion mm -hmm. is that as we think about modern digital platforms, modern digital platforms are human focused, right? They have the person at the core. And I don't know that that's necessarily necessarily always been the case when it comes to web platforms. No, I mean, I think everyone focuses on a, on a big enterprise project that focuses on you know different stakeholders and different personas and things like that and actually the people that are creating and using the website from a you know administration from a content editing perspective are one of those people i think what you're trying to say here tom is that wordpress brings the content creator back to the center of the cms which is arguably where they should be yeah and i think you've got situations where people don't want to use their, their websites. They, yeah. They don't want to create content. Or it's a slog it's to a get slog, in there. Yeah. It's a problem. And actually, if we can make that experience a bit easier, and Gutenberg is the way to do that, 
all the better. And what's beautiful about Gutenberg, WordPress in general, core WordPress, is that it is incredibly flexible when it comes to both what it's capable of doing and the agility that it offers you when it comes to the ability to make changes quickly, to put out content quickly, and move at a pace that is going to put an enterprise ahead of its competition. Exactly that. That is a primary reason to bring WordPress into your modern stack, is that it can be agile, it can be quick to market, that's why you want to use it. You no longer have to commission long projects that actually the benefit of doing the project is, is gone before you finished it. You know, with WordPress, you can bring that in, it can slot in, it can talk to all of your different business systems that you've got going on, and you can very quickly encourage people to do what they need to do, whether that's landing pages, spinning up marketing content, anything like that can be done at a much more reasonable pace. And because it's so agile, it's also incredibly flexible. You can do just about anything with it, both for good and for ill, right? I think you and I have both seen circumstances where WordPress is used really well flexibly in some areas where you go, was that really the right choice? <laughs> yeah, I mean, ultimately, we're saying it can fit in your stack and it can do a lot of good things in there. But you need an enterprise partner with you to help architect you know, what that, what that solution looks like. And that's the beauty of enterprise-level WordPress is that it's not just throwing a bunch of plugins together or coming up with a bunch of ideas that um, a, a friend's kind of college-age kid came up with to help you build your site, right? It's about a real enterprise platform that has that flexibility and having a real architecture behind it that allows you to meet your business goals. So, Tom, a little bit on another benefit that we've seen from WordPress is there's a huge benefit around SEO, right? It seems that Google particularly likes the structure and content around, around how WordPress sites are built. Yeah. And again, that's, you know, from going back to a point we've just made about technology and humans, it strikes good on both points there. So from a technical standpoint, WordPress is excellent for SEO. It's got the tools there, um, you know, with a well-known plugin that you can add in there, Yoast, to look after your SEO piece. But also it's about making sure that people do use the tool. So it's there, but actually like having people properly fill out all of their SEO needs when they're creating content, making it easy and accessible for them to do so, is part of the battle. And that's where WordPress makes it so easy. And the reality is, is that I think people tend to use what they're familiar with, right? So folks yeah. use CMSs that they like, that they have experience with, that they've used previously. And I think this is where WordPress has a huge benefit, which is that it's 40% of the, of the web. And so everyone's used WordPress. And I was going to say, like in an enterprise organization, change management is made it's particularly complicated because if you've got to train people to redo things. And actually bringing WordPress in, people have used it before. People know how it works and they can use those skills that they've already got. So actually, like in terms of onboarding and the cost of doing that, adding it in is, is inexpensive. It sounds like there's another area that WordPress has a huge benefit, and that's cost of ownership. Yeah, straight out of the bat. When you compare it to some other you know, enterprise level components that you've got in your stack, the most obvious thing is it doesn't have a license fee. It's open source. So there's no immediate cost that's associated with that. There's no license fee that you have to pay annually. So there's big savings to be made there. And the savings made there actually. So it, it's not just about saving money on licenses and things like that. It's about what you can do with that investment and actually you can invest the same amount but you can get more value out so you're investing you're taking the money you might be spending on license fees or or, or subscriptions and things like that and you can actually reinvest that into the product that you're building 
and go further, you know, get further through your backlog, deliver more features and ultimately focus money where value exists. Yeah, something that fits your needs based on the amount of money exactly you've been able that. to offer. Yeah. And I think with that cost of ownership, there's also the ongoing cost of ownership, right? It's not just the upfront, there aren't license fees, but the reality is, is that with WordPress, the ongoing cost of ownership is relatively low compared to other platforms. Yeah, and again, it's, it's yes, it can be low if you need it to be low or you want to you know, keep a cap on budgets and things like that. But I'll go back to the point around you can invest and you're investing in value add features. Yeah. As we think about enterprise WordPress, right? We've talked a little bit about uh, the idea of where WordPress was and where it's going, right? We, we've talked a little bit about what some of the values are of WordPress. And it seems like we found that people are really at the core or at the center of WordPress. And, and whether it comes back to some of the stuff we talked about, like the content editing experience or SEO or people's famili familiarity with the platform, or even things like your agility and your ability to make quick changes. WordPress, oftentimes in enterprise organizations, has a place, has a fit in the enterprise stack. Where do you see it fitting in? You know, WordPress can fit in. You know, there's, there's infinite ways almost that, that WordPress can fit in an enterprise stack. Maybe the first one I'd look at is as a secondary CMS. So maybe you've got a CMS in place that's powering the main part of your product or your main website or the main part of your digital presence but actually you need something to give the marketing team a bit more agility as we've discussed earlier so maybe you want to spin up some maybe it's a content hub let's use that example so you've got your main product site actually you might want to start creating some supporting content for that some kind of educational content let's call it so you could use you could slot wordpress in as a secondary cms you can put your content in there. You can use that as, you know, maybe top of the funnel marketing material in there to kind of drive drive traffic back to your main site. So that's one example where it could be a secondary CMS. Secondary CMS could apply in multiple ways, you know, where you where you might need a secondary CMS. The other example I would look at is in an enterprise stack, you've got content and data coming from multiple sources. And sometimes that will need some massaging, let's say, into something that can be delivered to the front end. So what I'm talking about here is enrichment. So you could bring, for example, content out of uh, a CRM or somewhere like that, that you could then push into WordPress and then allow people to enrich that content. But the benefit of doing that is you're not touching the original source of the content or the data. You've got more control over it. You can let people that might not necessarily have access to that original content or data, the opportunity to enrich that or tell stories around it. So let's think about a product, for example. You could pull a product out of a, a PIM or, or maybe even a CRL or somewhere, somewhere else. You can put that into WordPress and you know, you've got all of your core details, pricing, stock, all of that stuff is taken care of. That's you can't touch that. But what you can do is you can tell some nice stories around that. Yeah, you can manage the assets around it, right? You, you can show yeah. beautiful imagery. You can... Storytelling. Yeah. yeah, it's exactly that. So, you know, that's a really good example where, you know, making sure that data or content is accurate and consistent can still be done and it can allow the people that need to tell stories the ability to do just that. And I think you're bringing up a good point, which is that in an enterprise stack, WordPress can be the primary, right? It can be the yeah. site. I mean, or... no, yeah, exactly. We've, we've kind of talked it down to being more of a secondary position, but absolutely, yeah. Or it can fill that secondary role, it can fill either one, right? And that's yeah. the beauty of the flexibility of WordPress is it has the ability to be the absolute driver for your entire website yeah. or 
it can be one small slice of your entire stack. Yeah, and that that kind of goes full circle to what we were saying about having a an expert, a, a digital agency that can help you work out what that architecture looks like. Yeah, and that has an experience building enterprise WordPress sites because at the yeah. end of the day, if you haven't actually done this before in WordPress, there are pitfalls you can fall into. Yeah, absolutely, Glendon. This has to be architected properly. We can't go in and start, you know, adding in WordPress into that sort of environment without you know, having an expert in the room to, to be able to architect and plan that for you. There are lots of pitfalls. You know, this is complex stuff still. It's, this is not simple things to build, but it gives you a nice, simple output and something to use. I think it's, we, we can't downplay the complexities. I think that's a really important point is that enterprise WordPress is still enterprise, right? Oh, the yeah. fact that you're using WordPress doesn't make it all of a sudden simple or no. easy or, or just, oh, just, it it's just, just, just doesn't it. Yeah. yeah. It is still complicated and it still takes real architecture to solve those complex business needs. I think the difference is, is you have a really strong foundation and a really strong starting point that makes content editing specifically yeah. incredibly simple. For all of those other areas where you have complexity, this is the one spot that you know you can put just about anyone in front of that and they can use it. Exactly. And, you know, as I just said, it's it's just as much about a simple outcome rather than a, you know, it's not a simple process to get there. There's complexities to building this, but it's a simple outcome we're after. As you and I were talking, one of the items that came up was an experience you had with someone who was looking at WordPress and was looking to leverage it in the wrong way for an enterprise setup. Yeah, so I think where we've talked about, you know, modern modern WordPress and a modern stack and having WordPress as part of that, even that has been on a journey. So a couple of years ago, where WordPress was starting to come into the mix, it was still very much, you know, the level of trust wasn't there. And so you'd get into like a meeting, for example, you'd go and talk to a, a CTO that had been, you know, speaking to the marketing team. The, the marketing team want to bring WordPress into the mix. And, you know, the CTO has gone, okay, yeah, let's, let's have this chat. Let's bring it in. But actually what you, what you were faced with was we'll let WordPress in, but we'll kind of just, we'll build a wall around it and then we'll build a wall around the wall and we'll insulate WordPress. So yes, you can have it. But it's it's not a part of the stack in any meaningful no, way. In, in no meaningful way. And you start to lose the value of that pretty quickly. What we've moved to now is, you know, WordPress is a proven, trusted part of that ecosystem. And I think on the flip side, we've also seen examples of clients here at American Eagle that have utilized WordPress in an enterprise stack to incredible effect. Um, I can think of one particular enterprise client that is using WordPress as not the primary part of their stack, right? It's, it's one part of their enterprise stack. It's managing most of their content. And they have a whole host of branded websites. And they're using WordPress to syndicate content around these branded websites, which is fantastic because a marketer only needs to write that content once. And then it can be syndicated down to any branded site. And so you've got complete flexibility of content, right? It's, it's not just built once. It's built a single time and used multiple times. But I think the other great thing is that leveraging WordPress's native REST API, WordPress now becomes the central hub for moving content out to other systems. And so what we find is that for this enterprise customer, they're able to build and enrich content in the best CMS on the planet and then turn around and use the API to host that, that data, that content up to other enterprise systems like Commerce Cloud. So for example, when they go to 
write a blog post and they want to associate a particular product with it, they can now take that content, attach it to the product, use the REST API to take that content, connect it into Commerce Cloud, and you've got a perfect meshing, a perfect connection between the content from the website and the e-commerce platform. Yeah, I think there's a really important point in there as what you've just said as well. What, what you've kind of hinted at is we've talked about creating content and Gutenberg and WordPress maybe being the end state. It doesn't have to be actually. The way WordPress manages and holds content at the moment allows it to be manipulated after the fact. So where you're talking about, you know, maybe pushing content or that sort of thing or assets or anything into maybe an application or even print potentially, something like that. Actually, the way WordPress handles all of that means you can manipulate that after the fact. So you can create, let's use an example, we could create a page where actually some of that page isn't really particularly applicable for a mobile application. So we don't have to create that page four or five times for these different instances. What we can do is we can create it once. And then once we've got it and we've created it, the way blocks and WordPress store these things, we can then manipulate that depending on where we're going to use it. And that's where it gets really powerful. The sense that I've gotten is that as we've watched WordPress mature, especially over the past three years, into a proper enterprise platform with Gutenberg at its at its forefront, we're seeing a lot of different ways to utilize WordPress in, in non-traditional ways in an enterprise stack. But what we're finding is that whether you use it in a way that's completely straightforward or a way that's completely novel, many of our customers find a place for it in their in their stack. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's such a compelling argument for putting it in place on an enterprise level. You know, it, you'll be hard pressed to find an example where you couldn't fit that, that you know, put WordPress into that stack. And I, sure. I think a perfect proof of that is the fact that places like Facebook use it for their blog, right? E yeah. Even some of the largest development companies in the world still utilize WordPress because yeah, that's how you make content. It's how you make content. And it's, you know, it's a simple way and an extremely robust and scalable way of doing it. So I think it, the takeaway, if I were to sum up what we've talked about, is that WordPress has a place in enterprise applications. It has a place in enterprise architectures and enterprise stacks. And I think the question is, for our listeners, where does it fit for your stack, right? Where is it going to meet your needs? It may not meet all of them. Um, I think we're kind of getting to a point where there's no real single piece of software that will meet every single one of your needs. But I think there are some particularly strong areas where WordPress can offer value in an enterprise stack. And as a result, be one of the many pieces of software running on an enterprise architecture that allows marketers, allows regular folks to move content out quickly in an agile method and, and ultimately get ahead of the competition that maybe takes a little longer to get their content out the door. Thank you, Tom, for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning into the future by listening to the Lessons for Tomorrow podcast. For more information about the topics discussed today, check out the description of this episode. If you want us to cover a topic or submit feedback, email us at lessonsfortomorrow at americaneagle.com and let us know. Be sure to follow this podcast wherever you listen to them to stay up to date with us. And while you're at it, give us a rating and share this podcast with others to prepare them for the future. And don't forget to follow us on social media. This episode is brought to you by AmericanEagle.com Studios. I'm your guest host, Landon DePasquale, and we'll catch you in the next lesson.